Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C, certified brew head. Oh yeah, I'm Tiffany, liquid enthusiast. Yes, is that the are. name I decided on? Yes, I think you said that. Every liquid enthusiast. Time. How's it going, everybody? Yes, and welcome to episode four of Link Up series of BOS this evening. It's been a great season so far for the first bunch of launches, which is great. Um, this is week four, beer four. It's been exciting. Uh, everything has been fire. The conversations have really been engaging. Uh, and genuinely insightful, and it's been really, really cool. We've enjoyed it because yeah. we didn't know how this was going to come out, right? So we've enjoyed it more than uh, than we thought we would. So uh, this evening we have um, these guys. Uh, we did our most epic podcast. You were <laughs> oh, you were in the background. I was there. You were right there. Yes. <laughs> our most epic. Po- I feel like I'm too far on that side. Let's even that out a bit. There we go. Um, I've, uh, we did our most epic, long, uh, hilarious podcast of all time. With these guys. Literally, like one of the most popular ones, and it was like five hours long. Yeah. Like I think people it watched it all the way through. Thing. I saw somebody watch it again. Yeah, they like, listened to the audio they and they watched it, it and again they're like, oh, I came here to watch it. The beer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Epic. It was pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. So this evening, I promise them, they don't believe us, but we're going to keep it, uh, keep it <laughs> a little tight. We'll do our best. Uh, please welcome Bebo and Chris of Third Moon. There it is. Welcome, Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Great to see your faces. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks nice for having you. Guys. Genuine <laughs> pleasure. Uh, always fun. Like I said, we'll try our best to keep it uh, keep it tight. You know, we're already yapping for a bit beforehand. We're already getting started, so it's a problem. Um, if anyone wants to know the full Third Moon story, we did on episode twenty eight of the adjunct series, which was the live. So I would say you're either going to listen to that over a few days or you're going to settle in for the night and get trash. So one of the two. So, um, boys, first of all, thank you for hanging out. And thank you immensely for you know being so willing and so kind and generous of getting involved with the Link Up project. Um, you guys were definitely you know, an optimal brewery to start this with. Obviously, all the people we involved with, we already had relationships with and... and uh, we're big fans of so to have you guys a brewery of your caliber to to you know support what we're doing is is an honor so we appreciate y'all very much for that so thank you thank you guys um thank you before we go into the conversation we're gonna rock with the beer the third moon link up with these these are blue jays yeah or a red jay or just jays <laughs> i got a there's a blue jay there's yeah, a, a card Oh, a cardinal. Okay. And what's the yellow guy? The, a yellow finch. Ah. Do you know blue jays are part of the corvid family? Are you familiar with corvids? No. What do you know? Let me tell you. What do you know corvids have uh, <laughs> 10 times the neurons in their brain than primates, which means they can fashion tools out of nature and actually complete tasks. Such as, you know, they've got obviously the jays. They've got ravens, crows, magpies, which are a good Aussie bird that will fucking swoop you. Um, you know, they're fascinating. We could definitely do a whole podcast about that uh, one We went time. to one random conference ever to help a friend with his project. And they happened to do this one, like, it was like behavior psychology or something. And then this one guy did something on the Corvids. And Craig has not left it alone for, like, four years. It was 2018. Yeah, it's it's just every time, like, hey, do you guys see that Corvid over there? Let me tell you a little bit about the Corvid. I don't know how you retained like the information. (laughs) It's fascinating. (laughs) I want a raven. It's so so gangster. So I'm very happy you put that on there. Um, Right info at the right time. uh, Right. If we were to go back to school and uh, read class, I would have been so much more interested. Yes. I feel like learning is way more fun when you're older. Yeah, for sure. Oof. It's way more fun when you just got Wikipedia and it'll tell you what you need to know in like ten seconds. Yo, did you? Were you guys in school? I think we're at similar ages because Tiff had Wikipedia. We did. I did not have that in my uh, time. No, no. no. It was still a bit dicey. It existed, but it was still a bit dicey for me. Right. Yeah, I would say it was like a little dicey, but like totally put me all the way through university, through end of high school and university. Like <laughs> oh. very fortunate. Very fortunate. And then all you had to do was take the references from the bottom of the Wikipedia. So it was like, let's cite your references. And it's like, don't mind if I do. And then just, you just cited it and then put it there. It was they must great. have a it way around that now. It was such a wonderful life. 
Um, oh, for sure they have a way around that. So now. you probably you got in at the early stages when yeah. you didn't have a way around. Yeah, because they started introducing like plagiarism detectors at the end of my <laughs> year and stuff like wow. that. At the end of my school year. But yeah, right. I was right at the, yeah. So many Wikipedia graduates, we like to say. Wikipedia graduates. Uh, well, with uh, that in mind, to, uh, to Third Moon, to Link Up, and to Corvids. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, wait, Cheers. wait. Chris wait, 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 Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Amazing. So tell us about this one. I recall the hops is 6.5% IPA with uh, triple M hops. It was... Yeah, that's right. So we used Mosaic, uh, Mistral. I, I keep saying Mistral, but I don't know. I think it's Mistral. Mistral. It's a French hop and um, Motueka. So uh, idea was like three different hops all starting with them, different parts of the world. Uh, kind of blending those together into a three, and then it just worked out pretty well with the three different birds. So, a little bit harmonious. That's awesome. So, I guess obviously signifying you know collectiveness together, inclusion, everyone coming. You got together. it. All right. And a theme, uh, a theme of communication. You know, like Ooh. we've kind of Bebo and I've always agreed from the beginning that we don't want to do things in a vacuum. You need to be aware of what's going on outside of, of yourselves and, and, you know, can't be in this white castle making decisions. So um, this label really spoke to us and uh, this artwork that Casey did just seemed to really fit the bill. And, you know, there, there are multiple conversations going on. And uh, even though we're kind of on different, on different trees, you can see we're, we're, all, we're all trying to get on the same branch. Mm, that's a bar. That's I love a bar that. That's right deep. There. So the, the, the beer itself, just so we don't skip over it, some of the tasting notes. So this is, is a, um, one, one interesting fact, and I think this was just a pure coincidence. All the, the first four beers, all hop forward, you know, IPAs or pale ales or doubles, um, all have like this little um, touch of pine in there, every single one of them, which typically isn't found in that brewer's beers. I feel like I don't get that a lot in your stuff. Um, so I love that that's been a random coincidence with this whole thing. The flavor profile of the beer, like maybe uh, you guys, uh, the way you described it was red gummy, um, like red gummies. Is that right? Red gummy worms. Red gummy worms, okay. Yeah, we're thinking like, like Swedish fish or Twizzlers or gummy worms, something like that. It's just with the bird theme on the label, gummy worms seem to speak the most. Okay. That's this juiciness to it. <laughs> and I, when, we were, when we were putting the tasting notes together, I was really struggling because I, I was getting a juiciness, but I couldn't name the fruits I was getting. And so we've learned that that's one of the, one of the normal flavors that you can get off that, that in the straw hop. Mm. So it's just cool. as, soon, as soon as Bebo said it, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm getting. That's actually awesome and uh, surprisingly accurate. When I read that, I was like, okay, interesting. I have heard that before. And then when I tried it, I was like, wow, like that's on the money. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Just, like, you know, you, you watch those, those wine movies where they're like, mm, tennis ball and uh, <laughs> <laughs> garden hose. And you're like, you know, sometimes it's just the descriptor is, is it's not there. It's not there in the memory banks. And all of a sudden someone says something new and you're like, actually I am getting that. What's fascinating. Yeah. That's I love it. Cool. It's a really interesting beer. It's got all the signature, like, we've talked about this before. You guys have that dank overripe fruit thing going on, which is really prominent in your beers, which I, I fucking love. So it's, it's definitely forward in this, with this kind of like, there's like just a subtle bit of that pine at the end, which just differentiates the beer a little bit. It's super crushable at 6.5. Uh, tons of, that's my money zone between 6 and 7, so I was stoked to see, <laughs> see that ABV. Um, yeah, why did you guys choose this particular style? I guess because you just knew that it was – because one thing I guess we've said in each episode, we do not interfere with the beer itself. We want the, you know, the brewery to sort of be creative and do your thing because it's not the real intention mm -hmm. of that, at least for this first series. So, like, did you guys choose it for a specific reason? I mean, obviously, this is your bread and butter as far as styles. Yeah, I think, well, that's something I really loved about being part of this project is the freedom. It was like, make whatever style you want, have the label be whatever you want, just call it Link Up and put our logo on it. And then, you know, 
agree to share this information. And uh, that, that was really cool because as much as it could bring out some creativity to work within a, like a narrow box, um, just doing what we do best is, is kind of the best way to, to let us shine and to let the other breweries shine. So I think mm-hmm. giving that freedom where it's like, do what you want, do what you think is going to represent yourself well. I think that was really cool. Nice. Also, with the style of, of IPA, it just it speaks to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you drink craft beer, it's rare if you don't drink IPAs. And it's like a nice six and a half percent. We're right right up the middle. So it's kind of a very relatable and, and common ground type of style where we could we felt we could have a conversation with the other the other breweries in this and, and you know, or this whole series. That's so and, cool. uh, and yeah. flavor profile, it's like it, it's fun too because then it's something where hey, we can be a bit more experimental as well. And that hop we were talking about is something we haven't used before, so it's just like hey, let's try something new. And uh, it's you really want the profile for this. We felt anyways. You really want something juicy and just it, it's got to be something that that is. Uh, pleasing to most palates and what do people want when they drink a new england style ipa they want the juice so this just everything checked the boxes here and it just felt like the right way to go i love that yeah it's amazing and then with the artwork um you've talked about the significance was that did casey just come up with that you told him casey obviously yard wolves your uh, amazing artist who does everything he you just said hey this is the project this is what it's about go nuts or was there more of a conversation? It was a little bit go nuts. We're always, we try to give as much freedom and flexibility because, you know, he's, he's the artist and he's the one that's able to see stuff that Chris and I can't. Uh, so he came back with, uh, we had, we had a kicked a couple ideas around, but this is the one that just really struck with us. So I don't, I don't think we had too much back and forth on this. Once we saw it, we're like, yep, that's it. That's the one. So good. Yeah, yeah, obviously we shared the whole purpose and all you know all, all the slides and everything. Oh, nice! It also, he does. He presents it like a slide, like a. I know Steve shared them, shared the our slides with him. So oh, you give it to it. him, and then he just understands what's in what it's direction. All about. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And there, you know, there are lots of things that Casey draws, and so not not everything is in the vein of of what we do. And this was one of those designs that we just felt really walked the line and was, you know, more accessible and just like a little bit, you know, something that, that not out of character because we have a, definitely a theme of, of birds in, uh, in our artwork, but, uh, but it was definitely one that's like a little more open and, uh, and I don't know, positive or lighter than some of the, some of the other darker things we do. And it's obviously, very positive cause so we felt like this is this it just was a match as soon as we saw it we messaged each other you dig this yep me too let's roll i love it that's amazing this is so cool man it's it's really cool to hear this because i don't think we really got this story from you guys before so then when you know uh we reached out and uh told you guys about the project um, what made you want to get involved in something like this? Obviously, we'll get to it in a second with your uh, Black is Beautiful. So you guys already have a history in a short time uh, you know, existing of supporting you know, initiatives that are important to you guys. But you know, what made you guys want to get involved in something like this? I think um, so working with you guys, like we, we love you guys. We've been uh, big fans since before we were even on the pad podcast, I know I've been following your YouTube videos on Instagram growing, and that was really successful for us in the early parts of third moon. So, um, you know, we, you guys, you guys are steering the ship in a lot of ways for us. Um, and thank you. M. we love those guys. Uh, you know, we opened on the same day and we, we did a birthday collaboration. So, uh, the fact that it was a, both of you together was like a slam dunk. No matter what it was, we were going to be in. But um, the idea behind Link Up. So I think there's a lot of folks doing a lot of very difficult and very necessary work to broaden the craft beer landscape, to bring more people into the fold. And uh, this was the first one, at least that I've come across, that was really devoted to 
not not customers, but employees and owners, and and really building that side of it up because um, so, you know you don't have to look too hard to realize that there's a diversity issue in craft beer. So um, you know something like you said, we've done Black is Beautiful. We did a um, uh, LGBTQ fundraiser uh, beer for uh, Pride Month. It's something that we try to use our small platform to give back in any way we can. It's something that's important to us. And, you know, even the diversity issue in craft beer, something that Chris and I always talk about with our slushy beers. So we make these, a lot of folks call them smoothie beers. We call them slushies. And um, kind of beers that sort of like tried and true old school beer folks don't love or they get, uh, you know, it's not beer and they get all worked <laughs> up about it. But week after week, we see so many people that I'm not into beer. I don't know about craft beer or whatever, but they get so excited about these flavors. They're new flavors, whole new experience. I just feel strongly that you can't, you can't diversify the industry by focusing on like German lag lager styles as much as we all love those kinds of beers, you know, coming out with another Hellas isn't going to open the umbrella even further. So, you know, it's something we try to push the, the boundaries of fun and experimentation in our beers with the idea that hopefully that will grow beyond this niche of hardcore core customers and hopefully grow the umbrella for, for us and for everybody. Yeah. I think beer diversity, and that's just so well said. That's great. That's, that's awesome. And just when you're talking about the diversity of beer, I always think about my friends, like even when we're in New York at um, Mom Fuku with Adriana and say she's not interested in beer at all, but we gave her, was uh -huh. that other half? Yeah. We gave her like this New England IPA from other half. And she was like, oh, all right. Okay. Like, this is really good. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, that is what it does. Like you introduce diversity in that. And then that is how you bring in new people. You just have to introduce them to something that hasn't been presented to them before. And also once you kind of get in, then that's how you start expanding and start being more interested in trying other things, which is the same thing we've had in doing anything different. And that's, I think the problem is that a lot of things have been the same, so it attracts the same people and it just becomes like the same cycle of sameness, I'll just mm. say all together. And um, even with like our friends at Lost Craft, they just had cans that looked different once upon a time. And then that attracted people and attracted a whole different um, clientele. And then in the end, they started reaching a whole new market and really like really landed that diverse demo because of that too. Um, when we had their beers in and events and things like that, like it, the people who were holding beer did not look like what you would normally see in the craft beer space. So, yeah, I think diversity across all levels is key, like product and workforce. That, those are amazing yeah, points. Absolutely. Yeah, we see that every weekend when, uh, when our awesome customers come out and support us week after week and I feel we have a pretty diverse crowd of people and it's, it's like, it doesn't matter how diverse the crowd is. Everyone can relate on some common themes of respect. And, uh, you know, there's no, I, I'm a firm believer in this. There's no one right way to do pretty much anything. You know, things can get done in, in, in unique and creative ways. And, uh, if we can do those things and, and represent our, ourselves authentically then we're changing the world one person at a time yeah one thing um in milton there's a, a a large school for the deaf so i don't know what about other breweries but i feel like we probably have a larger percentage of deaf customers than most breweries i don't i don't know how you would even quantify that but it's something that you know we've all learned basic sign language Chris has had long text conversations with people. So just try doing, doing small things um, to help pe people feel included and welcome and not separated. And that, that's spread within the deaf community to, to be uh, quite a thing where Chris is getting texts all hours of the day and getting special orders ready and stuff. So <laughs> it's really cool. What? That and is you so know what? sick. That's amazing. And, and we want to like, you know, some of, those people want to avoid the crowd and, and pick up, you know, like five minutes before we open or something. And so they'll, they'll reach out and text me and it's like, of course we can do that. You know, I can bring it out to your car. Like these are simple things that, 
a small business can do mm. and wants to do to just you know give the level of service that that we all wish that we would receive so uh, we've, we're really grateful for that community and uh, you know that's there's another amazing cause that we've certainly talked about supporting and, and will as soon as we can slot in the next idea <laughs> that's a cool issue I've ever heard yeah. about. Like yeah. I've never heard anybody, you know, hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. I've never heard anyone say anything like that before. And that I think that speaks volumes about who you two are as human beings. I think you guys are legends, and I can you can tell when they hear you talk, you care about the people, you care about the beer. But the fact that you're even going over and above to make people, you know, I guess essentially as a disability, extra welcome. I don't know. That's that's beautiful, man. Well done. But that's that, not that's even cool. like over and above. It's just kind of this basic. Res- for people like the same yes, thing happens yeah. Someone calls the brewery and i answer and you know they say i'm in the parking lot i've got my child in the car with me is there any chance you can bring my order out and it's like yeah of course i can like it's, mm. it's not that big a deal but um we're just you know we, we've streamlined businesses and built them up to the point where that's just not even a part of the business model mm. and uh, and so small business which is is the, is the bread and butter of the communities. Those are the only places you're going to find that kind of treatment. Just you know, one on one, person to person, individual to individual, and and we want to be part of our community and kind of just treat people on a basic level. That you just would love to be treated anywhere you go, right? Yeah. No, it's amazing. It, it's super dope, man. Uh, you guys are awesome. I did want to just quickly mention, though, that, uh, Steve, you mentioned the, the social media stuff. I didn't know that, so that is so cool to hear. And I want to – you are – and I like I mean this for real. You guys are the one of the very, very, very few breweries who respond to every single comment, and you respond to every, every – because I share – if I put it – like last night, is I shared the um, Dust Made Flesh little reel. So I share it from three different accounts into stories. So you comment on the post. And you comment on, you respond to the story and then send an emoji Ooh, or say cheers it. or something. I love Every to hear single, it. Like, love to hear I never really kind of put two and two together. Yeah. And I, there's so many breweries. Like I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to Jacob at St. Kim because he doesn't really do that. But, <laughs> um, but you guys do that every single time. And like, I didn't really put, consider like, you know, tie that together. So. That makes me so happy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It really just doesn't great. happen enough. Like it happens. Again, yeah. You, you taught me that. <laughs> Man, that's so cool. That's so I cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't so know. Cool. I just like, man, Steve's on top of this. Like every time. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're craft beer fans too. So it's right. like we, we're experiencing this as fans and really interested in what's actually happening. In right. The, yeah. What it is we're also doing for our day wow. job, finally, for the first time in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's super cool. So then to, to come back to what we were talking about before, the other initiatives, I want to just – you guys did Black is Beautiful back in June, I believe. And then you did the barrel-aged um, Black is Beautiful for your one-year anniversary in May, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, what made you guys get involved in that? I mean, there was only 35, I believe, last time I checked, uh, breweries in Ontario that participated out of, what, 250 or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Um, how you know what what was what about that um you know initiative was appealing to you guys and you know what what yeah talk talk us through that i think uh in general chris and i are like we get excited about stuff and we we just like want to be part of stuff and you know we probably agree to more collabs than anyone and we just you know basically get super excited about it but uh obviously when when the black is beautiful initiative was coming together. There was a very tenuous time in American um, politics. And, you know, I am American. So seeing how things were back home, it was, you know, troubling, depressing, stressful. It was uh, a rough time and the throw COVID on top of it. It just felt like the world was closing in. And this was like one small little thing we could do to just, you know, not even make a difference, but just feel like we were pushing the pushing in the same way as, as uh, you know, our, our beliefs. So that, that's why we got involved in that. And, um, and also our, our anniversary for our, uh, you know, our lineup for our first anniversary, having that part of that was a, 
a really cool throwback to one of the beers that we were happiest with over our first year and it was something that um you know start to finish we were happy to be a part of it and it was it was a really cool really exciting thing that's really cool no i love that so what did you guys in the end because black is beautiful was you donate proceeds to some organization what did you guys end up choosing yeah it was the the black health alliance the toronto nice uh, toronto yeah branch. that's cool yeah so i felt a lot of people did black lives matter but the black health alliance was also super cute so yeah i feel like that uh, yeah and that is interesting because you are american so you have a different perspective you're like closer to what the sentiment overall and what the history is in the u.s mm-hmm. compared to even canada which I think also Kid Canada as a whole, that's why the uptick on the um, collaboration was quite low. Um, like you're, I think we said Ontario, I just checked, it was like 31-ish, but sometimes it's not categorized properly, I could see. Yeah. So it was probably like yeah, 35 it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like weird, because it was like I Canada, and it had like it one. <laughs> it's a yeah. Canada, one. And it's like Ontario, 31. So I don't think it's... Um, yeah. I think there's O-N, and then there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they let people self-categorize, yeah. um, which is probably... Confusing. Not ideal for... Because in Quebec, it was, it was like three, you, so... Yeah, Quebec was three only. Um, yeah, there was. Quebec was super low. Super yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah, there was a, it was like a Google sheet or like a Google form you fill out. So mm. I just filled it out without realizing, like, oh, this is how we're going to be categorized on the website for all time. So <laughs> for, for all time. <laughs> I should probably I guess hope I did time. it right. <laughs> Hey, yeah. well, there's four. Yeah, well, I see. In, oh. You're four and on. You're an on. So you put O N, and then other people put <laughs> Let's that. Let's see if you made it to, did you make it so to Ontario, was, too? Okay, no, so you're on, and then some and people are Ontario. Ontario. So no, there and was then there's one. Right. And then half hours is Canada. They're the all oh, Canada. Oh, half hours yeah. is Canada. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, they so, should probably have someone go through that. Just and just, like, con- yeah, and, condense everything. Yeah. Um, but the, so on on that, and you would better just go on there, Tiff, yeah. the, um, you mentioned sort of the, the way that Canadians have approached this particular, you know, issue in craft beer. What do you think is the vibe in, I guess you can only speak to Ontario, I imagine, right now. Like, um, you know, the thing that, you know, all the, all the stuff that happened last year, last summer, was really like a pinnacle and people were talking about it every day. We're having a blackout week. And then as with everything, it kind of sort of fades into the background. But you guys still came back. You were one of the few that did it again. Yeah. Kiem did it, I think, three times. And you guys had the barrel age run, which was just uh, glorious. Um What's the yeah? What what do you think the vibe generally? Do you th- is this a, a cause you think that a lot of people are concerned about, caring about, you know, focusing on still? Yeah, in, in terms of uh, the the Black Lives Matter side, but also the diversity I guess I, side. That's more. Yeah, what I meant, I'm curious. Like, yeah, are breweries even having these conversations at all? Like, man, you know, we should really like try to get diverse people in here, or like, hey, like, the industry's super white. You know, is anyone talking about that or how does that, how does that, how do those conversations go? Yeah. And the say I would say in the conversation we have, we've had with other breweries and, um, and not even breweries, but places that sell craft beer, that, that's a, a thing that comes up. And it's like, yeah. I think there's a lot of folks feeling like they could or should do more, but not necessarily knowing what more even is or, um, how to go about it. So I think that some leadership like, like link up in, in the sort of the mission of, you know, getting folks into uh, Cicerone training. Uh, you know, that's something actionable that I feel like people could get behind. So I haven't, I haven't heard anyone and, or even know of anyone who hasn't expressed that this is something that we could all be doing better at. But Good. I think the the biggest issue is what does better look like? And you give, you give me a list of 10 things and I'll do it, but I, I don't even know what those things could be. And then obviously managing that on top of hectic brew schedule, work-life balance, running a small business, cash flow, you know, sales, peaks and valleys, you know, there's a lot of things that, that go on top of it. So uh, I think in that sense, being a smaller brewery where I feel like there's, you know, Chris and I have 500 things pulling at our mind every second of the day. That That's where that, you know, you start to feel that little disconnect of like, oh my God, I'm trying to move a mountain like one spoonful at a time. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Move a yeah. mountain one spoonful. Wow. Okay. 
that feels like my to-do list or something. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Respect. No, I, I feel you, and I guess that's probably why we wanted to do this because yeah. it is tough, at, you know, for a business, particularly. We understand. I mean, obviously, Saint Kiam, our brewery, we own our own business, so we know what it's like to have eight million things every single day to, to deal with, and then to have to consider this sort of, you know, how do I diversify my customer base, my staff, and and, and everything like that. So it's hopefully that's what we're trying to contribute. Yeah. Um, one of the things, and this is kind of like a little bit uh, random. The do you think that overall the say like a lot of breweries what I found when I try when we travel and, and interview breweries, a lot of a lot of breweries are pretty metal focused, which is you know, and you guys I would imagine would identify as that. Is that accurate? Is that fair? We we love. I'd say we're we're leaning towards it, but it's funny. Yeah, it's all over the board. Solo, okay. Um, we just we're big music lovers, and uh, and yeah, Bebo and I like music on the heavier side of things. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Music on the heavier <laughs> side is. A good and I respect that. I was. It's I was like, we want to weave into into what more you're more. doing. Yeah. I, I think it it's does in a lot of your art, and I was yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, I feel like music and beer are two of the few things I can think of that are better when shared. Yes. Mm. Could not agree more, bro. Could not agree more. I was running, and this is like me pulling this completely out of my ass, but do you reckon that because a lot of breweries are sort of metal focused and typically those are very white genre, like the, anything sort of metal and that sort of hard rock metal spectrum, I know it's you know not easily defined. Do you think that discourages by POC individuals from even considering applying or getting involved because they might see this be as amazing as Casey's artwork is it has a skull or something and then they're like oh okay this isn't doesn't really represent the stuff that I'm normally into I was just kind of reaching before and I was just wondering if that was ever a barrier and it's not even for just across the board in craft beer that a lot of the, the artwork might be something that like doesn't necessarily it's always appeal to speak to is probably more the word various it's cultures you know point that you bring up and that's that's part of why we love you know being part of of you know events like this or, or causes like this is because you really learn when you start to move into uncomfortable territory and to ask a question like that is really something that it hasn't been pondered by too many people uh and it's time that it is. So I, I, that's a really cool thought. And I, and I hope not. I hope the answer is, is no, but that's really what we need to do is start asking questions and, 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 and wondering if there's any changes we could make that would have a better, a better outcome. It's interesting because it is yeah, like... Yeah, I think that, that it's like a two-side... Oh, no, please go ahead. Oh no, I was saying it's still your art. I mean like it's still like representative of like like the brewery I still breweries I still feel because they are art, it still has to represent the the culture and the people in that same way still. So it is interesting. Like you wouldn't mm. want to change yourself. Yeah, it's gonna be authentic. But it has to be authentic to you. But it is interesting because yeah, I would say if I looked and saw something and it was like super whatever on the, that's why i think lost craft did well because it just was like slick can art and like it looked cool and then it just kind of opened themselves up to larger a larger volume of people um but it is interesting but you shouldn't have to change so i just think it's an interesting thing that's but it's like you can't from. also can't change yourself to appeal differently yeah. so you'd have to find you have to find ways around around that to in order to to still appeal to other people while staying true to yourself and your brand yeah, I was going to say, like, I, it would be pretty disingenuous for us to just change everything about, um, you know, who we are and what we make and what we are, put, are putting out as our as our product to, to sort of appeal to a different audience and almost pander. Because I, I know growing up in, like, the punk, metal, hardcore scene, there are a lot of visible minorities in, in those scenes. And Bad Brains is one that's, like, one of the most classic – punk bands you could think of is all black guys. Um, you know, Brand of Sacrifice, the, the metal band that we um, collaborated with, their singer's half black. Death so tone. it's a kind of, um, you know, like the list goes on. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, so I think that uh, folks that grew up in that scene were just in life, always a little bit of the outcast. And I think that visible minorities in those scene are like the outcast of the outcast. So um, it's just something that, you know, I, I, I don't know that you would be able to say that, but it definitely in general, the, you know, those are pretty white genres of, of music and art. Yeah. And I, wasn't I do go about, sorry, interrupt. I do love about music though, how, you know, it's same as hearing someone's voice on the telephone before you actually see them. You, you don't, you don't you, like, you get this image in your mind of what someone looks like and music transcends that. And really just, you, if you're trying to get a face, it's really the face of the instrument as you imagine it being played. And, uh, and so that's, that's something that I, I personally love about music is it, it makes you kind of throw away or, or not even, spend time thinking about what makes us different. It's all about what makes us the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a bar. Yeah. You got bars. You got bars. What time is that? 36.01. Oh, yeah. Write that down. Write that down. Sorry. Something else I was just thinking about when we're talking about this and just mm. like actually just conversation wise and just thinking about like when you're, when somebody is, you know, comes across like say third moon in general and are like, you had a job posting up and then they started looking through your feeds to be like, is this a place that I want to stay or want to want to work or even, visit yeah, or a place I want to visit, patronize any of those things. I'm just thinking like in terms of like helpful tips to breweries or things that we can think about when it comes to breweries, that's why I feel like the partnership even that you mentioned, like you're doing collaborations with, with um, diverse musicians, so people who identify as by POC. I feel like that is something that's so key and so mm. interesting to be mindful of too. So it's like, okay, yeah, maybe we're in a genre that leans generally in this direction, but how do we make sure that we are considering everybody in this genre so that people who find us feel like we're still for them and don't feel like we're only appealing to in one direction. Mm. So I think that's very key and, and super interesting. And then just overall, that's why marketing is a great tool because you get the opportunity with platforms like Instagram to give visual cues to people that you are welcoming them in. So that's why I always say like diversify your feed when you can. And this is like just for breweries listening in general, because then at least maybe if I did see uh, things that feel like very metal and maybe not something I personally resonate with, if I did see diverse faces in the feed holding the cans and drinking it too, then you connect in a different way. So there are ways you could mitigate that, for example, if mm. it feels like maybe you would generally only appeal to one people, one person, you could find ways to, if it, if it means like you're doing photo shoots or you're bringing in other friends and just having your friends come in, take photos and things like that, if you have a diverse friend group, just so people land on it and feel like, oh, this is a place I want to work. Like, I don't only see one type of person. Like, I don't, I don't, I feel like they would welcome me that's probably another trick around it. So it's like strategic collaborations and then like really making sure your marketing is diverse okay. as well. Well, there's some really good thoughts. I, I just, as you were saying that, I'm thinking to myself, our, you know, our photos that we take usually are, you know, it's minus humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. That's definitely something we'll we'll uh, we'll consider going forward. It's, uh, well, I think that yeah, my my focus is always like I want the beer to be the the star of the thing. So if it's a picture of the beer, like we very rarely will have a human in there. But yeah, like I think all of the pictures of merch on our website are either Jim or Melissa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The only two employees we have. <laughs> I said no. There is uh, the onesie, Chris's daughters and, and the onesie. <laughs> you, yeah. you guys have a onesie? Oh, my gosh. That's gangster. <laughs> I do. love it. I feel yeah, like it's one in the, in the, the kid's T-shirt. I so think cute. I remember seeing that photo. That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm just checking it out now. Yeah, I'm bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. <laughs> um, I think one of the things as well, I guess the challenge is I feel like all of that, you know, to say, and all of those things we were just saying is a lot of pres you know, presumptions, really, because like you were saying, Steve, that there's like – Obviously, it's a, there are you know, people from every background that listen to every type of music, so you can't really generalize. Very it. cute. That's a very cute photo. onesie. <laughs> a very cute yeah. onesie. I'm just going to yeah, That looks that super up. cool on a kid. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah. it's great. Uh, yeah, we're totally getting our kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. I love it. Um, we're we're going to update Yes. Are oh, you going to do new ones? 
That's okay. Well, you know, there'll be different sizes utilized for oh, as, they, as, they as they grow. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Keep them, keep them in business. That's how the kids' companies do. <laughs> smart. The um, I feel like the main challenge really is once you get people to try the product, because like you're saying, Steve, if, if it's all about the product, the the once people try it, the rest of it doesn't even matter. So like this shit is fire, and that's really what. Our chat, like Tiff, the example she gave before, was our friend. She's Romanian, not a beer drinker at all. We gave her that other half, and she was like, "Yo, like now, she's not exactly a beer drinker, but she appreciated it." Um, I think that's definitely more of the the challenge. You know? And she knows what to get. So, what? like when she finds herself in a brewery, she's like, "Okay, yeah. I know this style. Like I remember yeah. this name, and that's the one that I like. So I'm gonna go with that." So you gave her one of the best in the world. Well, like. I think there's <laughs> something that, <laughs> and that's who's that. <laughs> but that's something that even you know before we opened chris and i had a lot of discussions about like you know we like darker imagery and skulls and blood and and all that kind of flames and stuff and our beer names are sometimes dark and a little morbid and stuff and you know we had serious conversations like is this going to turn off normal people like are just you know <laughs> you know mom and pop beer drinker going to see this and be like no way and at least anecdotally from what we see, like that's not the case. Like, you know, mm -hmm. people, people come who you would never in a hundred years expect to be buying a beer called all things die. And that's not <laughs> like, like a case of it. That so, was actually my um, next question was who's your customer base? Have you, have you noticed a diverse element to your customer base? So, I mean, like, when you're talking that, are you talking, it's more like a 60 year old dude or something like, or what's the, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. We get all range of ages, gender, color, everything. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I don't think I don't think that we have. Um, and it's you know it's always impossible to prove a negative, but it, you know from what we see and what we've experienced, like there was a there was a patch like towards the end of last summer where we kind of progressively got like a little darker and a little weirder, and every time I'm like. <laughs> This is the one where people are going to be like, too much, too far. This is too, <laughs> too weird. And it never happened. And then huh. I was like, okay. and uh, yeah, so take, okay, take we, that for what you will. But yeah. We also, we also feel that we're into the things that we love and we're really into them. And, and they're, it's all, you know, cult following stuff. So it's, we, we said it doesn't really matter if, if what we're doing is, is a cult following type category. There are a lot of people who are really in to certain things. Mm -hmm. And why don't we build this business in a way that appeals to, you know, people who are passionate about similar things that we're passionate about. And, uh, and those people will come and, and that's, that's the basis upon which we can, we can all relate to each other and they're pretty simple things. Um, so we just, I think a common thread with our customers and the ones we're certainly appealing to or trying to is that they're passionate and uh, they know what they like. And we've seen, you know, the, the trends that you could find in any research paper would tell you that, you know, the age group is a lot more narrow than it really is. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's really, it's a wide range of ages. It's people mm -hmm. though, that, that know what they want and are willing to step outside their house to get it. And, uh, and so it's, it's the passionate beer nerd, the passionate flavor explorer that, uh, that is, is kind of what we're after. And we just said that the piece of that pie, uh, you know, versus the whole pie is small, but that whole pie is so large that, there's room for us to do something that doesn't appeal to everyone. There's room for us to appeal to a more narrow, you know, category of, of people that, that kind of love similar things. So it's, it's worked out for us because you don't really get anywhere by, by playing it safe. And that ties into our whole branding of, of being third moon of being a blue moon, a disruptive force. We just, we're not here to blend in. We just, we want to do the things that we love and, you know, we don't want to have to apologize for it. 
That's awesome. I love that. And I think, I think that's the only way to be as a business owner. You just got to do exactly that. Like be yourself, do what you always wanted to do. Well, what's the point? You might as well go work for a bank or some shit. Um, one thing I do want to ask as well, because as we were saying, you know, we're really about not just diversifying the customer base, which is very important. Um, we want to diversify the industry. So right now you've got the two employees with Jim and Melissa. Have you had, cause I know Jim was around beforehand, obviously Melissa's your sister, Chris, but, and it's very important cause to keep the business in the family. Uh, one of our employees is Tiffany's cousin from England. So I'm like, you know, he really cares. And nice. it's a, you, you see that. Uh, we shipped him all the way over. Right. Really got it, got ah, the family. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you see it, you see the difference. Like he cares, he really does. Yeah. So have you guys ever had to put out a job ad? And I guess I was just going to be curious just for the, you know, if you put out a job or anything or any opportunity, how have the applicants been um, diverse in general? Because I believe that's one of the biggest problems. It's just that typical. No, not, not really. No, we haven't done any yet. But uh, you know, we're kind of gearing up for it. So uh, we've never had our tap room open because we opened during the first lockdown. So um, mm -hmm. Melissa now is doing all the work to all the construction to get that open at some point, hopefully in the next month or two or however long it's going to take. So. We're going to be looking to hire some front of house staff to work the bar. So yeah, the, the, I think the the way you're going is discussions we've had, like what, um, you know, how how are we going to go about making sure we get someone who's as as passionate as as we want them to be about craft beer, but also, uh, you know, diversity is a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like we were saying, even you know, with the, with the deaf community, someone who could speak sign language, like uh, how amazing would that be? So there, there's a lot of factors that we've talked about, but we haven't yet pulled the, uh, put the job posting up. Yeah. What would you want us to keep in mind? Like let's, like, I think this was a question. question that a lot of, a lot of breweries have, what would be a good kind of checklist to go through and just make sure that, that we're considering the points we should be. One thing I'd be curious to see on that, and when you're even thinking about putting out the job, is one like can you can you look at potentially not traditional job boards and see if there's other opportunities to list in different places. So, for example, hmm. we can't speak to any other things right now because I can't put it on on paper yet. I can't I can't say it yet. I know what you're talking about. We'll talk but after. yeah, we'll talk okay. about it after. But can you put it in different places so that way? Where, where people of color are looking and actually searching for jobs jobs in this industry. So that way you can have a diverse range of applicants. Like that's one thing to consider too. Because mm -hmm. it's like maybe you're just on Indeed and you say you're a brewery and then only certain people are applied to the brewery, for example. Um, I also wonder too if breweries take that corporate approach where there's this full commitment to diversity that they actually put in the is that common? I've just never seen a brewery yet. Okay. But I'd actually be curious to know, brewery, you know, the we are committed to diversity. Let us know if you are even a diverse applicant. Like, there are some things where people are actually, like, putting bars that say, like, we welcome diversity in this, this company cares about this thing. I don't know if that's always found in brewery applications, but it could be an interesting thing to borrow from what corporations generally do. Because yeah. I think it's important. I think, do we do that? Um, Oh, I was like, look me up online. I'm black. Yeah. You'll see that oh, I'm okay. committed to diversity. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't really think about it. Did we have that? I don't even think we had that. We probably should. So that's terrible. We should have actually had that. Because that's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I've noticed with our clients. Take, I know sorry, I'm advice. taking it it's completely stealing it from our client. Our client, um, when I see our client's job postings, they always say, like, we're committed to diversity. We're committed to diverse spaces. We're open. We're blah, blah, blah. Like the whole like the whole spiel so that people can see it and be like, all right, cool. Like there's something that's like an extra signal which I think is um, definitely key. Um, and yeah, tap your networks more just so that like, yeah, you can hopefully get more people, get the ad in front of more people. Like one thing I loved even about Dominion City too is that they ended up, their CFO was like someone who was like bookkeeping for them part-time in the beginning. And then like five years later, like scaled all the way up, which ended up adding like managerial positions in the BIPOC community, which is super rare in craft beer. Like what we, what we generally notice is that like you have two levels, you have like entrance when you think about like diverse, diverse people in the industry. I feel like you go from like entrance to owners. You don't really see this like middle 
ground there or anyone at the executive level or the managerial level. So that was cool, really, really cool to see. Um, and it all starts from like this person that you bring in and then they're in the end, they have a bachelor party and all the beers there are Dominion. And then you end up bringing all these other people who start understanding craft beer. So I think it's just only, only helps the industry further, you know, when you, when you start bringing in that workforce. And our goal, which we'll never be able to quantify, is to diversify the workforce, but also diversify the industry as a whole. So like yeah. more diverse customers and then more. And I think we, we think that that's tied to the, the workforce. I, I don't even know if it's a thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a... It's like, like you said, it's unquantifiable. It's un- yeah, it's unquantifiable. But I don't have a doubt yeah, it's, like, it's a real thing. Yeah. If you have a person of color working in your tap room, maybe they weren't familiar with craft beer. They're going to be working, and you're going to, yeah, try this. We're doing it again. What the fuck? What is a slushy beer? They're going to lose their minds. <laughs> then they bring and their then friends. they're going to bring it home, and their friends are going to be like, yo, what is this? And then, like Tiff said, uh, um, Stefan, the CFO of Dominion, he, he got married. So his bachelor party was all craft beers. He said everybody loved it. Every time he'd have beers, he'd always bring them around if he was going somewhere. And then they'd be like, yo, where can I get this? Mm-hmm. And it, it's really just a matter of like, hey, try this, man. And they're like, wow. Well, not even just man. Sorry, that was very gender Because <laughs> anybody, you know, obviously it's for everybody. So, yeah. you know, just somebody that's working there is automatically, if at the very least, even if they're a person of color that does not even have any friends that are people of color, they have family that are. Yeah. And they're going to show them this stuff. They're going to bring it home. Go, Look what I work. Like, oh, wow, what's this? It's got a skull on it. That's cool. Yeah. Because your shit is cool. It's not off-putting. But that's what I was kind of getting at. Whereas, like, typically, maybe people wouldn't be drawn to a skull. When you really look at it, like, Casey's phenomenal with that. It's just a beautiful piece of art. Mm-hmm. And then they try the stuff that's inside the can. Like, what is this stuff? And it's just because people aren't familiar. So I really think that that has that roll-on effect to your customer base. And I would... Once again, it's still qualitative, but I bet you, just like you guys were saying, now you already got the, um, a quite a diverse customer base that you guys were surprised about. If you added a person of color in your tap room, for example, because that's going to be your new thing, I would love to speak to you guys in a few months after and see how that maybe you know changed if it did or didn't, because my guess would be that it would. Maybe not guaranteed, yeah. but I think it's highly likely because I think it's very correlated. Yeah, and you never know that person might scale up, which is also the link of thing. Like maybe you scale, you ended up, you en- entered in the tap room, started working in the brewery, then ended up like you know being a head brewer, whatever you end up being. Then maybe you start your own brewery. Like that is the goal, though, because it's like people need to just be introduced so that they can like you know explore the industry more. And right now, just I think the main blockers, people are just not aware of craft beer. It's still very small in comparison. So they're just not aware of craft beer. The opportunities don't get presented to them. But if you ever tried it, you would be so down. There's no question about it. Like, you're going to be like, oh, if I try this, I'm in. And it's just, like, cool environments to work in. It just needs to have more people. But they're cool. That's the one thing I do like when we're in the States a bit more. Is just, like, you do go to other half and the tap room is diverse. So you feel super comfortable there. Um, and just, like, we have friends, Crowns and Hops. They are opening their own brewery. But before they're opening their own brewery, they did this like they used to do like these crawls and events that like brought people everywhere like you never you see things, everything just yeah. like asian women black women black guys everything it's just like lgbt like, everything it was beautiful all together just doing brewery crawls and then all of a sudden you, you drink these four breweries in this one afternoon and you're like okay when i see them on the shelf i'm going to pick them up so i just think there's yeah there's a lot of opportunity there and our target is the workforce because we're like, okay, when I'm working at a place, if I love the place, I'm going to tell everybody about that. And then that's going to expand. expand and they can it. also contribute to, they'll, they'll, you know, you might be like, hey, what, what can we do for the next slushy flavor combo? And they'd be like, yo, what about these fruits? You'd be like, I never would have thought of that because potentially some of those fruits might be cultural. Yeah. Sour sop. Diversity in beer, then get the diversity shit. in the beer. Yeah. And, the, and the actual, and that will result yeah. in the flavors. So this kind of like an all-encompassing, uh, you know, like seeping through the industry, like a positive, uh, you know, result across the board just mm-hmm. by diversifying the workforce, which is why LinkUp is specifically concentrated on that because it will, if we get that fixed, it'll change the beer and it'll change the, uh, the consumer base. Yeah. So that's, and I think that's really where craft beer needs that as that foundation and then to, to you know, take some of that market share back from those macro fruits. <laughs> macro fruits is real. Thanks awesome. for sharing all that with us. That, that's, that's really awesome. 
Yeah, we just talked for five minutes. Yeah, sorry about that. We just, sorry, we just went on for <laughs> like five minutes straight. <laughs> Is that not the point of this? Technically, <laughs> yeah. Stuff on the table, and uh, you know, to be able to do that in an authentic conversation is pretty awesome. I, uh, I feel like the second beer, though. <laughs> See, this is what See, happens. Okay, no. This is how <laughs> First of all, you're already the longest podcast as it is. We're we really good at capping. <laughs> we could have an off-camera beer because <laughs> maybe we could. Awesome. We could wrap this one up. I don't know. We're pushing an hour. This is uh, it's already we're the 55. longest one, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're at fifty-five. Sorry, right. right. see, no, but that, but that's it. Because we love you guys, <laughs> and like talking to you guys is genuinely a pleasure. It's just like hanging out with old friends, type of thing. You know, like the fact that we could hang out for five, like damn near five hours, and it's not even a thing. It was one of the best nights of twenty twenty. <laughs> like it was just such yeah, an amazing. Wild. Man, you guys, because you guys are just cool as shit, and you love what you do, and it, it's just a pleasure because we can always just sort of talk, and that's what I, we want people to see. If people are watching this from the industry, you know, like that's what. If everyone can see that, and be like, "Yo, everyone's just cool as shit. We need to be in on this," and you know, it's just a cool place to be. It's craft beer, and it can only be made cooler by bringing in these new perspectives. And you know, we uh, love you guys too, and. Uh, I, I love yeah, when we so talk, funny. it feels like we're actually getting shit done. Like we're like, you know, <laughs> what matters. Productive. Like, you know, it's not small potatoes here. It's it's like, it's stuff that's worth talking about. So I feel like we gain a bit of ground every time we, every time we get together. It's awesome. Couldn't agree more. I love that. With with the short, I know. I tr trust me, bro. Like these short podcasts kill me. I don't <laughs> like it. I, I love the link up season because it's the point. But we're really trying to stick to this shorter thing. But we'll talk after, so stick around. But like honestly, I'm proud of you guys once again. Thank you again for being involved. This beer is spectacular. Now so I, I had one the other night. Um, this is my first time having it. It's great. Yes, I've been waiting a, to. I didn't want to share the last one before having it. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, I know. What the hell? I, 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 <laughs> I was like, this is Anyways, my, yeah, this my yeah. um, I, you know, you guys, you know, we're huge fans and it's a genuine honor. And I mean it for real to you guys to be involved in this and to, you know, use your platform to spread the word about link up, which is, you know, something new, even though we're all, you know, us and thank you. have existed for a bit, but it's, you know, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to donate, you know, the time, the energy and, and all of the things around it to, to the, to what we're doing and it's genuinely appreciated and uh i really think it moves the needle so thank you both very very much and, and also to you know, jim and Melissa as well for uh, obviously they're on board too um with that said by the time this yeah, comes thank out you. thanks for thinking of us thanks for having us always. of course you guys are champions yeah i, yeah, I just wanted to say yeah we, we really Please. appreciate it and even the uh the, the talk tonight and you know i think i'm a bit of an echo here which is probably fucking everything up but um <laughs> Yeah, just like, you know, throwing out ideas and challenging us. I think it's really important and it's it's really awesome. And thank you for, for having us and letting us be part of this. Genuine pleasure. Yeah. By the time this will come out, when everyone Next sees it, it was right? recorded kind of like a week before. I imagine the beer is probably long gone, probably long gone by now. We'll see. We know the tuck. Okay, so you never know. So if you do need some, make sure you guys go down to Third Moon and grab that. Where can everybody find Third Moon online, fellas? You can find us on thirdmoonbrewing.com. And uh, most people order on Thursdays at noon when we release new beers each week. And then come pick up from us on Friday and Saturday. And if that doesn't work for you, just reach out and we'll figure out something that does. Love it. I love it. And it's at Third Moon Beer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you. It's okay. It no problem. The consistency you did, the consistency. I love, the consistency. I love it everywhere I go. For Third Moon Beer, <laughs> highlight it, boom, it's there every time. <laughs> love it. It's, uh, you're making us proud in, in every way. Um, oh, let's get the, the thumbnail real quick. Jeez, oh, I almost yeah. forgot that. That would have been a problem. Yeah, uh, pop your cans up. Yes. Hold the cans up, boys. All right. Let's watch your Facebook. Okay. All right, you ready? Oh, look at that. Gorgeous, mate. Um, guys, yeah, stick around. We'll wrap this up. So, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, 
smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell. Ding. So you know when the new new drops, follow us on social media. I think the notification bell's down there. I think it is there. That, no, that's yeah. right, that's right. We should think about our arm movements. Or where we put the yeah, notification yeah, bell. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, follow us everywhere at BAOS Podcast and also at Link Up Beer. It is linkupbeer.org if you are a bi POC individual who wants to work in craft beer industry, please hit us up. Go to the website. There's an application form you can apply, and the wonderful Danielle will get back to you and uh, interview you and take you through the process. Um, guys, thank you so much. What else? Did I say everything? Yeah. Follow us on social media. Yeah. And... Yes, we're back every Wednesday. Uh, we drop the next episode. And please check out this beer at Third Moon if you're able to get a hold of it. If you're in Ontario, if you're elsewhere, try and trade for it. <laughs> you know, sell your firstborn, sell an arm, it's worth it. Yeah. Mate, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Everyone. Peace. Cheers.